Before. Matt, stop <laughs> drinking. Taken on board. One, two, 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 level. Matt, do you want to give us a level? Yeah. <clears throat> I'll just send this email quickly. Are you kidding me? I've got to send... No, I've got to send it to Cat about the news at four quickly. <laughs> Andy Sport. Dave was... Masterman was busting my balls about it. This is so unprofessional. <laughs> With it. <laughs> Matt, we, we asked you to come in at three o'clock so we could record the yeah. podcast intro. Yeah. You swan in here at quarter past three with your dad, yeah. having had a curry and a pint of beer. And yes. now you've got to yeah. send some personal Sorry, emails. The email. No, it's a work email. It's very important because it's about what was happening in our coverage of the World Cup draw day for a very special day. Well, this is why you can hear the television in the background. It's not because we've just totally taken our foot off the accelerator. <laughs> it's because we are, we are recording this at the time England are going to find out their group um, for the World Cup in Russia 2018. What do you think, Matt? Well, I mean, I hope we get an easy one. I, I don't, it doesn't really matter. We're not going to get past the group stage, so I don't care who we get. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm glad I waited around realist, for 20 mate. minutes for, for that invaluable <laughs> professional insight. I'm a realist. I like the pundits they've got on Sky Sports News, though, haven't they? They've really re reeled out the big guns. Natalie Sawyer is always good to see. She's my favourite anchor person on Sky Sports News HQ. And they've got Sir Chris Powell, a Charlton Athletic legend Sir. and a good friend. Yes, ah, yeah, he is good. Uh, Peter Shilton as well, uh, the Nottingham Forest goalkeeping legend uh, from the 70s and early 80s. Oh, hang on, Graham Lasso's popped up. Graham Lasseau is in a bar, presumably in Russia. Uh, I'm not sure what he's talking about, but it's all filling ahead of the big draw, which isn't going to happen for ages by the sounds of it. <laughs> I think we're here a bit too early to bring you the news live on this podcast. Um, so, basically, we might as well get on with it then. Um, coming up, it is, there's only one word for it, guest-tastic. Um, Guy Garvey is here. He cheats at a little game I made up for him. And Ross Noble's just frantic, improvisational brain was in fifth gear. It's going to be amazing. Pete Donaldson did a great job of filling in for Matt. Uh, not only was he on time, but he was sober. So it was fantastic having him on the show. Um, He's and, great. He's very reliable, isn't he? Yeah. Um, and Matt's daughter, at just the tender age of six, has worked out that Daddy's a bit embarrassing yes i know yeah it's soon to be more embarrassing um enjoy the podcast thank you very much indeed for downloading it here you go uh, happy Mondays, everybody. Welcome to the start of a brand new week. Um, the weekend has just been. We hope you had a good one. Uh, now, Matt, uh, the focal point of your weekend was yesterday when your beautiful little daughter, Bess, had her sixth birthday party. Yes, the party happened in a village hall. It was a science-themed party, and it all went very well. There were lots of different experiences, making slime, uh, making bath bombs, tornadoes in a jar. They all had their own little lab coats and glasses. It all well, went very well. My wife did an adorable. excellent job organising it, putting it all together, and I did a lot of donkey work okay uh, and uh, and it worked really well until the very final experiment which was built well it was all building to <laughs> this wasn't it it's just a crescendo it was built as the big surprise experiment yeah uh, what was it well you've probably seen the youtube videos of uh a Mentos, the minty sweet, being yeah. put into bottles of Diet Coke. Yes. And the explosion, the eruption that it happens. It comes like a volcano. Yeah, yeah, it goes flying up miles into the sky and everyone's really excited by it. So I thought, brilliant, I'll it's just like do that. It's like a sticky firework. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. And it's a bit of science in there as well as to how it happens and why it happens. So, so thought, you'd YouTube this endlessly. I mean, you'd seen this work yeah. online yeah, yeah. a hundred times. Loads of times. I've seen people try different types of pop to put it in, normal Coke, different brands, Fanta. Yeah. It works best with Diet Coke. I'd seen it done loads of times. You just pop the sweets in, it goes flying up in the air. So um, let's now set the scene. Uh, we are in the back garden of the local... Um, village hall, yeah. Village hall. <laughs> there are loads of six-year-olds yeah, and yeah. adults all yeah. gathered round. All and there's... gathered round. I put them back a safe distance because I don't want them to be getting splattered with a Diet Coke. No. So then Matt then places a two-litre, was that a two-litre uh, bad boy? It's one of those 1.75-litre bottles. Seven you know that Diet Coke do, yeah, yeah. So Diet one of those. You, you put that in the middle of the grass. in the ground, yeah. Uh, your friend is filming all this. Yes, yeah. And then Matt... One of my mates has said, he said, shall I do it in slow motion? Because it's going to be well exciting. So I said, yeah, do it in <laughs> slow motion. Arty. He's doing it in slow motion. Black yeah. Yeah. So um, we're all ready for this big, exciting end to so the party. obviously, being daddy as you are, you're not just going to use one Mentos suite. No, well, I was saying to her, how many shall I do, kids? Yeah, one, two, three. I did end up doing five. Five, five, so, five Matt, five! Loosen them up in the packet. 
getting ready. Everyone's ready. Very excited. You run for cover. Pull, push the five mentos straight down into the bottle. Sprint for cover to get out of the way. <laughs> and what happened, uh, well, can only be described as the, the dampest damp squib you've ever seen in your life. It was it a was, Mentos science fail. It was like, like, say you'd shook a bottle of Diet Coke and opened it, a bit would froth up out the it top. It was worse than that. We've got the actual <laughs> audio from, this is from the phone footage, that fateful day. <laughs> Literally the laughing stuff. <laughs> Who's I mean, that laughing at the end? That's Ben who was filming that, yeah. Unbelievable. It was such a damp squib. It was. It sort of ruined the party for many. <laughs> I mean, some of the kids went on to start chanting, more, more, right. more. I only had one bottle of Diet Coke. I couldn't do any more. But I don't know You what, only bought one bottle of Diet Coke? Because I, I thought it would work. It was a surefire win. I'd seen it a hundred times on YouTube. You trusted in science and YouTube. But I think there must be something in the British Mentos or something. Our sweets have got different ingredients. It doesn't have the same chemical reaction. I, I can't explain it other than that. Wow. So you've kind of, you've scarred best, if anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But at least they didn't get covered in dark coat, so it was all right. Oh, well done, mate, well done. You were cowering just next to a fence while all this was going on, while your mate was just laughing at yeah, you. Yeah. Amazing video. Spare a thought for Dave Berry. The Dave Berry Show. Good evening, it's the Dave Berry Show here on Absolute Radio, and my guest is Mr Guy Garvey, everybody. Hello. Hey, Guy, how are you? Great, thank you. Um, so we've just been talking about the excitement that children bring to Christmas, and we're yeah. going to get round to all of that. But let's start, shall we, with the best of Elbow, which is out now. It must have been a mammoth task selecting the tracks to go on the album. It was. The set list conversation when we're doing a gig uh, takes up most of the day. <laughs> okay. So, so you can imagine a, a best of, which I suppose over time will become the most popular record. You know, it, oh, so people buying into Elbow going forward, you mean? Yeah. That might be their go-to place. Well, my yeah, the best of Leonard Cohen was my first Leonard Cohen record. Yeah, okay. Same with Fleetwood Mac and yeah. many other okay. artists. So I think, yeah, it, it was. We, we were aware that it's going to last forever. So there was bribery, there was blackmail, there was <laughs> arguments into the small hours. Yeah. I suppose you're right, actually, because I, I kind of go to the Blue Album a lot when I'm visiting the Beatles. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, so how did it divvy up? As the front man, can you pull rank at all? No, you just <laughs> I'm hoping you say that. I like the democracy in a band. That's no, good. If anything, the others use it as an opportunity to put me back in my box. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so did you kind of, did you all go to your own separate homes or corners of the room write down the list and then obviously there would have been some songs that matched up what, what was the, what were the tunes that, that were kind of everyone wants to see have you been in a band this? no I've never been in a band well I was but for about a week but that, that is precisely how we did it we, we all put our fancy you know you've got however many you can fit on one CD yeah Okay. Uh, there's a two CD edition as well, a deluxe version. Nice. Uh, but yeah, the one CD version, which will be on the shelves, which is on the shelves, it's sort of like, that's the one. We all came up with, and they were wildly different lists, you know. One Day Like This is, of course, going to be on there. Yeah. Counts for Divorce is going to be on there. Everything else was anyone's guess. It was like, it took a, an awful lot of wrangling. Well, it's definitely one for the fans. It's nice that there's a deluxe version. Um, I know that you, you kind of reading up about before meeting you uh, this evening, um, that it was important that you put this out whilst other things were happening. You've had some new music out. You've got the tour going on. It, 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 am I reading this correctly? Is, is that right? We were going to release it February, March next year. Mm -hmm. uh, and then when we got the John Lewis ad, we realised that that was a good way to get people to the best of which is supposed to get people to the seven albums we've done, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like, uh, so a happy convergence of circumstances. And we're in that enviable position as a band where we've got a really amazing proactive record label who said, we can do this, we can do this in time for Christmas. You know, yeah. if, if you can get the artwork and the order together, we can manufacture it. And lo and behold, six weeks later, here it is. Okay, stay right there, Guy. There's more coming up with you next. And yes, it's Dave Berry. The Dave Berry Show on Absolute Radio. Oh. Matt Dyson going into the etymology of doldrums. <laughs> no, no, wait. Don't, I'm sucking the life this. out of the room. Off the top of my head. <laughs> I'm just...
Uh, the uh, producer oh. asked um, uh, whether oh. what the doldrums meant. Was he saying doldrums? Uh, he actually thought uh, uh, James Deacon over there. He thought that uh, Noel was saying down in the dojos. <laughs> <laughs> like he wasn't really into karate. <laughs> A karate kid tribute song. But, uh, yeah, the world no, has always wanted. Just explain what doldrums mean. Colloquial, it means a state of inactivity, uh, mild depression, oh. listlessness, or stagnation. Oh. But actually, comes from <laughs> historical maritime usage, uh, where parts of the Atlantic Pacific Ocean affect by low pressure area around the equator where the prevailing winds are calm. The doldrums, yeah, there you I'll go. Tur- I've actually, <laughs> I physically turned my back on you. <laughs> Not right. to the dojo. Let's pick this back up, shall we, and talk about dishwashers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, people just aren't stacking them correctly. <laughs> It's such a cool show, this, isn't it? Such a cool oh, show. From doldrums to dishwashers. <laughs> the Dave and Matt story. <laughs> uh, it's driving me and producer James insane. It looks like our partners have literally scooped the stuff from the kitchen side into the dishwasher and then booted the door closed. <laughs> Thrown it in. Just like put a load of a bar of soap in, kicked the door closed, mm. and just gone out. And it's it's getting on my nerves. Right, yeah. I have to be because you see, if you put big things towards the front of the dishwasher, then the little door that holds the little soapy thing doesn't open. Yeah. So yeah. the plates and the pots, they have to go at the back of the bottom shelf and the top shelf, of course, is for cups and glasses. Uh, yes, what, producer what, James? Yes! Where Amen! Do st- where do you stand on cutlery? Does that have to go, so the fork bit facing up or the fork bit facing down? I was told except, it has to go up. Well, I to get definitely it always up except for very sharp knives. So okay. we always put them face down, yes. producer James. Amen! For safety, yes. Because otherwise, if you're unloading it, you might cut yourself. Yeah. Precisely. Well done. Good. But then again, th- my partner has, and I think she has every right to say this, um, stop whinging, get over it. Yeah. <laughs> But I don't think that's the case. And I want to know if you agree with me. Shall I just... Am I overreacting? Is there any place on modern radio for dishwasher stacking chat? <laughs> I don't know. You've gone there. It's wacky. It's fun. It's outrageous. Oh, hold on. I've picked up the Funhouse lyrics again. It's quite simply the Dave Berry Show on Absolute Radio. It's the Dave Berry Show on Absolute Radio. Good evening. My guest is Guy Garvey. In March, you've got a load of dates up and down the UK. You're going to be touring. Um, wh- how do you feel about the idea of touring now that you are a new dad? You, you've never seen anything move towards a tour bus as, as uh, earnestly and as quickly as a new father. <laughs> but but going, going on tour to get some sleep is definitely a new feeling. OK, yeah. It's one of them. I, I, it felt exactly as it did for all my bandmates. I'm the last available to have kids. Uh, and I remember way back when, when our, our drummer who, who left last January, Richard, he was the first of us to have kids. And when you toured the States then, the best you could do was get a, a card that got you cheaper call box uh, uh, communication. And he could maybe talk to his missus once every two days. Oh, wow. Uh, and of course, time. now I could FaceTime mm-hmm. my wife and my son every day. Mm-hmm. I could... Uh, speak to them two or three times a day cheaply and yeah. it's a different proposition it makes me really feel for Jup back then actually yeah yeah no uh, but but yeah couldn't wait to get on the road and then after about a week it was crushing uh, I really wanted Missing to see him yeah, yeah, of course. yeah yeah Guy stay right there because coming up next on the show we're going to talk about one of your beloved passions who's this chirpy chappy on absolute radio I hear you ask why it's Dave Berry on the Dave Berry show of course uh, the time has just gone 10 to 5 and we are currently talking about dishwashers and how to stack them correctly and I don't understand why nobody knows how to stack them correctly because it drives me mad! <laughs> Dave, I have to restack my dishwasher as everyone just throws their bits in at oldboy160 finishes his tweet to the show with yeah. <laughs> Thank you, old boy 160. I think getting my vibe. Yes, I think a lot of people are getting your vibe. Barry Good. in Berkshire is also getting this vibe. He says he waits till his wife has gone out before reloading and rerunning <laughs> the dishwasher. We've all been there. To make sure stuff actually comes out clean. I've done that. She remains confused as to why the two-hour cycle lasts three and a half hours. That's <laughs> a good point. And Lee in Glasgow <laughs> says, my missus refuses to segregate the cutlery. Oh, It's no. barbaric. Oh, it is. I do 
Do you, do you segregate cutlery? Of course you do, Matt. The What's forks it? go in the fork section, knives in the knife section, all the kind of like, you know, what you would eat your dinner with, those knives are facing up, but all right. the sharp kind of kitchen knives oh, facing yeah. down. Okay. Chopsticks get their own section. What? Do they? Yeah. Oh, it's oh, because nice. when you when you are un- unloading the dishwasher, it's easier just to transfer all the forks into the fork section mm. of the kitchen that's drawer. Thinking. That's good thinking, that. Uh, and you've got the sharp knives have got to be face down so you don't cut yourself when unloading. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, okay, yeah, Simple. Good, good, good. Thank you for backing me, everybody. I feel a whole lot better. Now, the Dave Berry Show. Absolute Radio. It's Tuesday evening, it's Absolute Radio, and I'm here with Guy Garvey. Um, you touched on um, Golden Slumbers. I'm a huge fan of Abbey Road, uh, particularly that B-side. And whilst I would never even pretend to be any kind of music snob or hipster, it is my one argument for vinyl sounding better than anything else. Mm-hmm. I think that, that when I first enjoyed that album, that B-side, that medley, yeah. including, of course, Golden Slumbers, it was a special moment in my education of music. Yeah. But they, I suppose they've got their way in the door by choosing a song that you you must love I imagine well I mean who doesn't love that song and you know it fitted with the story they had for the advert and they told us Michelle Gondry was going to be doing the ad and Beatles Gondry yeah all right. <laughs> yeah. it's like a dream dinner party lineup right there isn't it <laughs> um, focusing a little bit on Christmas how, how when does um, Garvey Towers get the tree up and the lights and stuff are you a, a last minute family or well, well, is it already up we, we don't know really I, I bought um, I bought one of those feathery red plants that you see at Christmas I, I can't remember the name of it I would imagine we'll be going fairy light shopping uh, this weekend oh what an well, pardon the pun but what a, an amazing light like to have at the end of the tunnel if yeah, you've been working yeah, so oh, that's, that's great um, I believe again a little bit of research um, one of your other big interests is bird watching yeah you're a, a keen and avid twitcher um, we have a little little game a little test for you guys oh, happy no, to right. play along you see this is where I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to absolutely fall down flat on my beak the, <laughs> the thing is I think I speak for everyone in the room and most people listening and watching right now Guy you could just totally black this and we wouldn't have a clue in uh, fact but, I will can you identify Identify uh, these birds. There's three of them, and this is the first one. That's a lesser spotted grebe. It is, in fact, a chiff chaff. As I say, that's uh, another name for a chiff chaff. <laughs> Of course, yeah. you were going to use the Latin, I believe, and then... <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yes, yes. Okay, okay, well, I, I preferred your answer to what we've got written down here. Here's the second one, here we go. That's a blackbird. Black- a little tiny blackbird. A sparrow. <laughs> uh, it's a European robin. It's a robin, that. It's, yeah, it's, it's a, a European robin. A European, that's absolutely right. Well done. You've yeah, got two yeah. out of three so far. I didn't recognise it's, you know, Brexit. Yeah. <laughs> and here's your last one. Here we go. Um, that's... No, go on. It's the lesser-spotted Swedish singer, Robin. Brilliant. <laughs> lesser-spotted on Absolute Radio, at least. I, I don't think, think I play that out of the park. <laughs> three out of three for Guy Garvey. Uh, now, Guy, before we let you go, I'd like you to take part in a regular feature here on the show called Mail Order Bribe. Um, now, effectively, <laughs> if I could get the Argos catalogue, what we're going to do is I'm going to give um, your album the plug it deserves okay. by me, one of the nation's most beloved broadcasters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but you're going to have to earn it. Okay. I'm going to give you the duration of one day like this. I'm going to play it right now. And you've got 24.99 or less of your own money right. to pick me something you think I would like. You are appeasing the radio gods, Guy Garvey. Okay. Roshin Conanty bought me a gold chain that said Nan on it. <laughs> okay. And Jeff Goldblum bought me a deep fat fryer. Jeff Goldblum did, did he? Yes. Right, okay. Yeah, so um, you've got 24.99 or less. Okay. Your time starts now. You're listening to the all-new and totally fantastic Fantastic Dave Barry Show on Absolute Radio. Yes, it is time to play Matt. Don't impression me much. We've got two callers lined up and ready to win a Roberts Digital Radio online one. It is Chris in Chesterfield. Good evening, Chris. Good evening, Dave. How are you? Very good, my friend. Thanks for asking. And how are you? I'm awesome. Marvellous. Uh, so Matt's about to do the impressions. How many do you think I'm going to get right? Three. You're saying three. I think that's about my average, actually. Uh, on line two, we have James in Tunbridge Wells. Good evening, James. Good evening, Dave. How are you, my man? 
I'm good. How are you, darling? All right? Very well, thank you, sweetie. Yes, thank you for asking. How many do you think I'm going to get in 45 seconds? I think you're the kind of man that knows what's happening. You know those voices. You feel it. <laughs> you can feel the zen of those impressions. You've never I'm heard this feature before, have you? Two, three, four, five, six, seven, Dave. I'm going. Seven Ooh. for James. Thank you for the vote of confidence, James. I appreciate that. Uh, so as you probably already worked out, the rules are quite simple. Matt Dyson will have 45 seconds to do as many impressions as he can. Um, I'm going to be guessing them. Who's ever closest to the amount that I get right will win the Roberts Digital Radio. Uh, so good luck to you both. Matt, are you ready? As ready as I'll ever be, Dave. Let's try not to offend any legends of the world of music <laughs> well, this week, yeah? Mm, I'll try. <laughs> OK. first one might do that. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I've just seen it. <laughs> OK, our time starts now. I always knew I'd be a star man. <laughs> it's either Wallace and Wallace and Gromit or it's David Bowie. Yes, David Bowie, yeah. <laughs> Even in Jodhpur, I could still run rings around you. Oh, Even in Jodhpur, in my Jodhpur. Oh, it's... Um, on the, riding uh, a truck around It's Brighton. the boxer. Yes. It's Chris Eubank. Yes. <laughs> Give me your milk. Oh, it's um, Thatcher, Thatcher, Milk Snatcher. Yes. <laughs> I'm not in a bad mood. I'm just a little cranky. I'm not in a bad mood. Oh, I'm just a little cranky. Which, one of the cranky... Jeanette... Is it, I, don't, I can't remember what her first name was. The cranky man-woman. <laughs> man-woman. The boy-girl person. Wee Jimmy. I'll give it to you. OK. Oh, no. I've left my pink scarf at the last pit stop. Penelope Hail. pit stop? Yes! <laughs> oh. Wow. I'm, I'm making that five. Well, the last one was after... Oh, the here show. we go. Captain oh. Fun's coming. Yeah, go on. <laughs> oh, we're not come allowed on, to Come on, producer Dave, go on. Well, the last one was actually after the buzzer, and if we counted the last one, it would make it a draw anyway. But we'll give them both the radio if it was five. Oh, well, why would you step in if we're going to give them both the radio? What was the point of that whole exercise? We could have played another song by the time you'd explained all of that. Five. People, five. Are, people are tuning in to listen to some music and have some fun, not listen to you do a monologue about yes. the rules. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen, we are going to give you both a Roberts Digital Radio. Chris and James, thank you for tuning into the show, gentlemen. A round thank of applause for the winners. Well done, guys. Can, can I just say something? Could you, could you wish my wife an happy birthday for oh. Wednesday? Of course we can. What, what's your wife called? It's, it's Rachel. Rachel, happy birthday for Wednesday. She's 47. Tell us she's 47. You're 47. Uh, your husband's making me say this. You're 47. And you're going to be on this coming Wednesday, Rachel, whether you like it or not, you're going to be 47 years of age. How about, how about Rachel has a special monologue about the rules to quizzes? Oh, that'd be nice. Producer Dave. Birthday monologue that'd be a for birthday Rachel. Treat, She'd love that. Yeah. Um, okay, this one Hang is on, for Rachel. Yeah, yeah, all good. Sorry, it's Crystal has. I just said I've got a pub quiz tonight. <laughs> <laughs> 7.30. Big prize to be won. OK, yes. OK, James. Um, we, sorry, we, we missed that. Where's your pub quiz happening tonight? It's at the Opera House. It's at Weatherspoons. Good luck, everyone. In uh, <laughs> There we go. I'm, I'm oh, so pleased that yeah. we're now providing a service. So uh, don't don't miss out on James's pub quiz uh, in Tunbridge Wells. And Chris's wife, Rachel, just a reminder, everyone, 47 on Wednesday. <laughs> a slight pause. And Dave Berry on Absolute Radio. It's the Dave Berry Show at Absolute Radio. Guy Garvey is still with me and he is taking part in mail order bribe. You just gave a triumphant all. Here we go. What are we looking at, Guy? Uh, you've got a Disney Frozen three-piece luggage set. <laughs> it's uh, cabin friendly, four compartments, wheeled bag, coin purse and handbag. And uh, and you've got a five a change. You can buy a pint. That's amazing. The change. I love it, guy. Thank you. Thank Pleasure. you very much. Um, the best of elbow is out to download now. There is also a deluxe version, and the boys are going to be hitting the road here in the UK in March. Guy, have a great, well-deserved family Christmas, and thanks for being on the show, my friend. You're welcome back anytime. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Guy Garvey, everybody. <laughs> the grandchild of Mary and Chuck. It's Dave Berry. Well, right now, we turn our attentions to a radio presenter by the name of Mike Parry. Uh, now, Mike Parry was trending on Twitter this morning whilst I was scrolling through my timeline wearing a onesie. Uh, and I don't know why he's trending, but the first thing that popped up was a video from back in 2012. Yeah. Um, it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's kind of Mike's attempt at having a pop at millennials, isn't it? Yeah. That kind of... <laughs> Saying how hard he is. Uh, yeah, and pride comes before a fall. Um, this is... Co- I'll leave it to Mike because he's a professional 
professional, so he said it all up for us. It's great. We haven't had to do anything here. This is Mike Parry versus Cinnamon. Enjoy. This is a tablespoonful of cinnamon. Now, somebody's tried to tell me that putting a full spoonful of cinnamon in your mouth at once is impossible. And I've seen all these younger people than me shoving this stuff in their mouth and then <laughs> they're all over the place because they can't take it. Well, believe me, I've faced worse than tablespoonfuls of cinnamon during my life. I'm going to take the challenge now. And I bet you I won't even balk, OK? Wait Here for it. Here we go. I'm going to count you down. Three, two, one... Water. <laughs> 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 Oh, breathe! <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's on the back of my throat. Oh. <laughs> we wouldn't normally laugh at such that things. Great. It's the, just the determination going into it. I think just hearing the audio is even funnier than watching the video. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> I, I remember when it first came out; it was hilarious then, and it's still hilariously funny. It's amazing. Uh, right, coming up for you next on the show, we've got a round of Matt. Don't impression me much. Figure out um, if work out how many people I can guess Matt is making impressions of, doing impressions of, and you can win yourself a Roberts Digital Radio and see uh, if Matt Dyson can do a good Mike Parry. (laughs) (laughs) Right now on your radio, it's the man, Dave Berry. Absolute Radio. And right now, well, we're all answering the middle-sized question, which is, which piece of useless information have you managed to retain? And first up in Cardiff, we have Mark. Good evening to you, Mark. Hi, good evening, Dave. How are you doing? Very good, my friend. Thanks for coming on the show. Um, So let's get down to it. The middle-sized question is, which piece of useless information have you retained? Go. Well, about 20 years ago, I worked in Boots for Chemist. Boots, okay. Uh, and we had some problems with the uh, Boots Strawberry Lip Balm <laughs> and the Braun Independent Gas Cartridges going through <laughs> on the bathroom. <laughs> So, it's a tailor's old of time, isn't it, Mark? <laughs> uh, it is. Uh, everyone's suffered the same problem, I'm sure. I can tell you that the barcode for the Boots Strawberry Lip Balm 20 years ago was 0818 Wow. Well, wait, wait for it. This is a, this is a big one. The Braun Independent Gas Cartridge was 4201010156. That is incredible. That saved precious I, time as well, didn't it? On the shop floor, you didn't have to call for assistance, did you? Just did it straight away. Exactly. I'm happy for that information to be verified. Um, <laughs> Mark, you're a hero of the retail world and of the show. Thank you very much indeed for coming on. Give it up for Mark in Cardiff, everybody. What an incredibly useless piece of information to retain for 20 years. Um, And now we go to Ben in Bristol. Good evening to you, Ben. Hello, Dave. Hello, Matt. Hi, gang. How's it going? Man, listen, we're really well. Thanks for taking the time to talk to us on the show. Uh, So we've just had barcodes from over two decades ago. Uh, Tell everybody what you've clung on to. Uh, basically, since 1990, I've been able to recite the uh, rap portion of the Captain Bucky O'Hare theme tune. <laughs> oh, big talk. OK, so, wow. Matt, just just for those who may be unfamiliar with Bucky O'Hare, yeah. fill, fill us in a little Bucky bit. Bucky O'Hare was, of course, a green hair who captained the space frigate named as the Righteous Indignation. <laughs> he had his own comic book and animated TV series on BBC One in the early 90s. So, from 1990, Ben in Bristol, take it away, share of everybody, the useless information that you've retained. Okay, so it starts off Bucky, Captain Bucky O'Hare. He goes where no ordinary rabbit would dare. When your time dilation unit is having a fit and the righteous ignition is blowing a bit and you're losing your mind and you're running out of the time, who can he call? Bucky, Captain Bucky O'Hare. Let's get some toads. Ben, you absolute superstar. Thank you for coming on the show. Never forget that. Oh, no, I'll never forget this. Dave Berry, right here and now. 
Dave Berry Show on Absolute Radio. Uh, now, so it's another edition of the show and another opportunity for Matt Dyson to talk on air about my footwear. Um, the last time we did this, I was left red-faced and upset when he compared my blue suede tasseled loafers to those that King George would prance around in. <laughs> oh, yeah, King yeah. George III would prance around, not the new baby one. Um, or maybe he meant <laughs> he the new baby one, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, King George III would prance around in in Blackadder. Yes. Uh, and now you spotted my new Clark's shoes. That's right, it is time once again for Bizarre Brogue Banter with Barry. <laughs> uh, yes. Hang on, let me get some background music for this. <laughs> uh, yes, no, I, I wasn't sure at first, but now I really quite like them. They've grown They're on you. outlandish. They're, uh, they, they, make, they make you look a bit like the sort of footwear Luke Skywalker would wear <laughs> in the desert. Well, in what, the desert scene. Well, look, what Luke Skywalker on Tantooine managed to achieve, I think, <laughs> is that, that what they've managed to do is it's almost like I've just got some hemp sacking tied around yeah, my feet. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, they're quite like Back to the Future Part 2 power laces, aren't they? I, I do, yeah, as you say, it's a statement trainer, really, isn't it, that you wear? I mean, are they trainers or shoes? Well, this is the other thing. They just straddle so many different worlds. They're the, they're the first pair of shoes I've had where... I've actually had to ask people's opinions on as to whether I can wear these out. It's a yes from me. Is it really? Clarks Thank you. have had a massive tra- transformation. When we were kids in the 80s, they used to be real squares trainers and shoes, weren't they? No, and I now... thought all the cool kids used to wear them. No, no, like Clarks were like, oh no. But now they've got so many great shoes and trainers as well, it appears now. Well, they had the whole big kick thing in the 90s as well, didn't they? Because like the Verve started wearing them yes, around and yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Co- but yeah, they're back. And, and what I like is they're being brave. Producer Dave said the soul of these trainers look like the roof of a football stadium. <laughs> oh, yeah, it does, oh, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah like, a bit like the Allianz Arena. That's them there. <laughs> oh, just realised I can't stretch my leg out that far anymore. Just to put them on camera. Ouch. <laughs> um, anyway, so they're a yes from you. Yeah, definitely. Well, that is, of course, all I needed to know. Thank you, Matthew. And yes, it's Dave Berry. The Dave Berry Show on Absolute Radio. Pete Donaldson's in for Matt Dyson. Hello. Um, well, it's t- it's timely. <laughs> it's timely. Don't pick yourself up. It's timely that you're here, Pete. Okay. Because there's a big topical news story coming out today that mm. we want to show everybody. And it is anger, and she is angry. Anger after woman is told she can't take peas pudding on EasyJet flight from Newcastle Airport. A tourist was left, quote, unquote, flabbergasted <laughs> after she was told she couldn't take peas pudding, a northeast delicacy, on a flight with her. She's including a picture, which has clearly been done with, like, the local photographer from the local rags come over. Yeah, I mean, a piece pudding uh, it does look a bit like plastic explosives looking at that. I mean, that looks dreadful, doesn't it? Well, um, it does, and she'd taken, she'd taken a couple of tubs worth to visit her friend Anne Watson. Too much. They were having a piece pudding party, <laughs> Pete. <laughs> Which isn't easy to this. say. It's not, not, I mean, it says it's a, it's a, it's a delicacy. Does that look like a delicacy to you? Well, it doesn't look like a delicacy to me, but I'd never really... I'd heard of peace pudding, yeah. but it's not a big thing from where I'm from in London. Peace pudding in... Uh, peace pudding hot, peace pudding cold, peace pudding in the pot nine days old. Is the it's got its own popular. nursery rhyme. Yeah, it's, it's as big as fish in the dishy in the northeast, to be quite frank. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's something you have with... I don't know, chips or anything. You have it in um, with ham. In, okay. in a sandwich. <laughs> have it with ham in a sandwich. Hey, hey, what, what is it, though? It's just mashed up peas with salt on it. <laughs> it's the most aggressive recipe I've ever heard. <laughs> Put some salt in it. <laughs> okay, but well, it sounds quite nice. Uh, it, it's all right, but I mean, it's nothing. It's literally nothing to write home about. I mean, she shouldn't be trying to get it through the, you know, under the nose of the civil aviation authorities. <laughs> or in the metro. Yeah, it's great. I don't know why she's so upset. Could she not have, like, smeared it on her face, walked through and then put it back in the <laughs> jar? It was a face mask. Yeah, just say it's like a... <laughs> That's how you do it. Yeah. Okay, so at least we know how Pete, what Pete's pudding is now. Yeah. And this is... It's mashed up Pete's assault. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> Dave Berry, just being himself on Absolute Radio. It's the Dave Berry Show on Absolute Radio. Good evening to you. Uh, my guest is Ross Noble. Ross, it's great to see you. Hello, it's lovely to see you. Um, now, there's a little bit of a story behind us getting together this evening. <laughs> yes, there is, yes. And it was <laughs> a day like any other. Yes. When a humble radio presenter <laughs> clapped eyes on an attractive actor-comedian. Oh, there we go. Uh, went over, interrupted actor-comedian's family lunch yeah. and invited him on a show that he yeah. was didn't even have at the time. That's right, <laughs> yeah. And just two short months later, here you are. It's happened. It's actually happened. Via bumping into each other again today in the coffee Just, shop. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we see each other a lot, don't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. I see you in bushes as well. <laughs> quite a lot. Just <laughs> poking out. I, I didn't a... want to say anything. I mean, I have alerted the authorities, but uh, 
Yeah, it was good. It's not often that somebody... Uh, what I love is the fact that every time I see you, you always introduce yourself like I'm not going to know who you so, are. I know, I just... It's, I don't know, you're a busy man. Things. No, but you know what that says to me about you? It says that you you uh, don't have a massive ego. Well, I, I hope not. Do you know what I mean? I'm surprised you recognise yeah. me in the bushes though behind the night vision goggles because they are true. like the size of that, my head. That is true, <laughs> but then I do have an extensive dossier of all of your different disguises. <laughs> just uh, the police said it was best. <laughs> it was best. It well, was best to just know exactly who you could be. Sometimes, like, a small Chinese woman will come up to you and like, here he comes. <laughs> like he, Mission Impossible. Here he is again, all the time. The amount of small Chinese women that I've just... Uh, I grab their cheeks and I go, come on, Dave, what are you doing? <laughs> just these angry women just going and stop grabbing Just yelling cheeks. in Cantonese, leave me alone, <laughs> exactly. leave me alone. Let, let's talk about you, shall oh, we? Yes, that's right. For a bit, which would be nice. We, we don't have to. No, no. Well, just, I, I, it's just nice to be having well, a chat. It's, it's lovely to be having a chat, but I think that yes. your Fans listening would like to know right. that you have a new tour next year. I do, yes. I, I'm, yeah, I'm sort of that. Uh, El Hablador is called. It's a stand-up tour, and it's uh, tickets are on sale now. But that's not until next September. Yes, and, and so I'd like to be able to say, "Hey, come along! It's gonna. This is the. It's about. I don't know." Okay. Don't know. It'll be a thing. You've written it though, right? No. No. It's because that is Spanish no. for the storyteller. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You go. You've got sixty-seven dates in total, yes. and I wanted to. I want to look at the logistics. Go on on Sunday the 9th of September, you're in Glasgow, yeah. and then three days later on the 12th, you're in Devon. Yeah. Then you take a few other locations, <laughs> heading to Swansea, only to go back um, to Devon the following days. Followed by in November, you go back to Scotland again to play Edinburgh. Yeah. Who's planning this out? There's so much stuff happening. Uh, in the world of theatre. Oh, I it's see, OK. Sort of like, it's when you can get the... When you can get the availability, isn't it? You've got to... So, yeah, if you want a particular venue, sometimes... It's like Birmingham, you know? You couldn't get a venue. All the Birmingham venues have... have and that's like... We booked these like a year in advance. Well, you know? we're talking about a tour yeah. next September. Yeah. Next September, yeah. And people... What happens as well is people complain and they go, I can't believe it, you put the tour on sale, it's like, a, you know, a year's at a time. Oh, why would you do it that far in advance? And... The, it's it's availability, but what does happen, and it happened on the last tour, is we now we wait and we don't announce it until it's exactly a year. So we put one tour on a year and a half in advance, and people didn't check, and we had a few people turn up to the venues. And a year early. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah one bloke... I just got camping out. <laughs> one bloke went in, they ripped his ticket, he went in, he got to see Deacon Blue for free. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. We'll hear more from Ros Noble in just a moment. Dave Berry in all shapes and forms. On Absolute Radio. Former England cricket captain Nasser Hussein says Ben Stokes can expect a media frenzy when he gets to New Zealand. The suspended all-rounder has flown there to visit family but is in talks to play for Kiwi side Canterbury. It's raised speculation he could eventually join it with England's Ashes squad in Australia once police complete an investigation following his arrest two months ago. Watford boss Marcus Silva shrugged off any comparisons with Jose Mourinho who is side-faced tonight. Silva says he's flattered by the suggestion he could be the so-called new Mourinho. Elsewhere, Tottenham are 13 points behind leaders Manchester City going into their game at Leicester Brighton take on Crystal Palace and West Brom face Newcastle and Peter Crouch will now stay at Stoke until at least the summer of 2019 he signed a one year contract extension Absolute Radio Weather with Ryanair give the gift of precious family time with Ryanair travel vouchers from £25 £2 admin fee applies Tonight will stay windy and cold with some widespread frost. Showers in the east will be fairly wintry and some ice arounds on roads. Lows of 1 Celsius. Good evening, everybody. Yes, that is Pete Donaldson in for Matt Dyson, in case you're just joining us. Uh, if you haven't, then you know we've been on a whirlwind tour of, well, Pete's life living above a chip shop. <laughs> <laughs> what it was like to DJ together at Agricultural College. Oh, got through so much, haven't <laughs> it's we? It's been quite a journey. Wow. Um, so how do you think you're doing with the sport, Pete? Uh, it's, it's, I'm, well, I'm, I think I'm doing all right. I, I nearly did the Spanish Jose rather than a Jose Mourinho okay. earlier on, but we'll see how that kind of pans out in the final hour of the show. Well, of course, there's only one man we can really ask his opinion of, and that is Matt Dyson, who's on line one right now. Oh, no. Good evening to you, Matt. Yeah, yes. Uh, having listened to Pete's uh, left-field punditry on the Football Ramble podcast for many years, I was unsure as to how he would adapt to the more formal surroundings of the top of our football. Uh, and I'm pleased to say uh, I think it works, to be honest. Okay. A real northern urgency to the delivery. Are you saying it's too I, pacey, Matt? Is this the problem? It's very pacey. No. 
No, I loved it. I expect this development to make more headlines in the Hartlepool Gazette. He's getting a lot of column inches up there. Uh, and it's also... Also better when he doesn't read it off his phone. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did do that. Yeah, that happened at 4pm. Pete realised he hadn't logged into the computer, so he just read it in tiny, weeny little print. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Jose Maluga, though? <laughs> Love that guy. Um, Matt Dyson, um, thank you very much, Steve, for coming on the show. It is quite sad that you found the time to call in on your day off, though. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. He, he's not getting part of my fee for this. <laughs> I'm not having that. He's getting 80% and you know it. <laughs> Absolute radio. You're listening to the all-new and totally fantastic Dave Barry Show on Absolute Radio. It's Absolute Radio on your Thursday evening. I'm here with Ross Noble. He's currently starring in Young Frankenstein in the West End. So, Ross, how are you enjoying it? Absolutely love it. May I ask you a question? That Because uh, I've, I've never been near doing anything like that, and right. I don't think I ever will be. Is it quite nerve-wracking at first, but then once you settle into knowing exactly what you're doing, is that when the fun kicks in, or have you loved it from the very beginning? Um, and as uh, the kind of comedian and actor that you are... Yeah. You're obviously very uh, fleet of mind. Yeah. Uh, do you? Is it difficult not to kind of want to improvise and go off script? Well, I I sort of have best of both worlds really because I'm like I I really like the discipline of it. I mean, to be honest, just I mean, there's there's it's proper singing and dancing as well. It's not one of you know there's just, just some shows where they'll sort of you know you can kind of you're like the narrator or something. This is like it's basically it's the it's the Mel Brooks film. Yeah. But with song and dance routines in it, the full band as well. There's like a nine piece proper band you're ticking right. life boxes all Honestly, over the place with like this there's brass section and it's you know and it's uh, so it is it's proper song and dance um, and because and it's Mel Brooks as well and, and all of his all of his everything's like a setup or a punchline you know it's incredibly specific like all you know the, the rhythm of it all but if there's anything that sort of goes wrong, then I can start improvising. Well, and this is, I imagine, Mel so, Brooks would want this from the, the cast he's well, put together, well, right? It, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's funny because it happened up in Newcastle. Where we we did it two weeks of previews up in Newcastle, and and Mel's been here the whole time. You know, he was he was in the rehearsal and um, and he came up to Newcastle. It's really odd seeing Mel Brooks in Newcastle. It's just just <laughs> quite. Just, yeah. You know, okay. Like, I can imagine. You know, it's like, surreal. That's quite yeah. a surreal and moment. He, and he's yeah. got used to my accent when he's just like, "What are these people saying? I don't understand. <laughs> what? What are? They, what is this crazy? <laughs> is this a language? What is this? And, uh, That's a fantastic so, Mel Brooks. Impression, I've, by the way. I've, I do it to his face. How does he react I to that? He just laughs. Oh, it's brilliant. Just, it's that, very that, good. That, just all, all the time. You're ruining the show. <laughs> There's still plenty to chat about, so I'll be back with Ross Noble in just a moment. Amazing. The Dave Berry Show. Berry by name, Dave Berry also by name. And coming up just after six... Guy Garvey's going to be on the show, which is very exciting. Right now, well, Pete Donaldson's here. In for Matt Dyson for yeah. one day only. The sidekick, sidekick. Yes. Matt Dyson. <laughs> he goes with everything. He's like Campari <laughs> on cheese. Isn't he splendid? Yeah. But Pete, wonderful. it's been a strong first 30 minutes to the show. And now I'd like to dig down a little more into the minutia that is your personality and particularly your living conditions. <laughs> uh, oh, no. <laughs> uh, you are, you just... with the, are you with the council tax people? <laughs> no, no, no. I promise you I'm not. You live just around the corner from the studios. Yes. But now, I think this is many people's dream, and you're living that dream, and this is mm. why I want to ask you about mm. it. It's a very loud dream. It's, a... <laughs> it's, it's, it's a nightmare. You live above a chip shop. Yes. You live above a fish and chip shop. So just tell us what that's like. Well, please. it used to be like a kind of Thai sandwich shop, and now it's turned into a chip shop. And I remember when they moved in about six months ago, and I thought, oh, this better be disgusting. And I had fish and chips there, and it was delicious. Right, and I was okay. like, you scoundrels. You are going to send me to an early grave. <laughs> I could almost feel my fingers and toes tingling. <laughs> Just going numb. So now, because officially they're your neighbours, and not that mm. anyone would do this in a normal situation with the neighbours, but are you allowed just to walk in and like open the gherkin jar and pull one out? <laughs> just go down for a cup of sugar. Are you allowed to do that? Yeah, or get pop down for like a cup of gravy or something Do you like get that. a discount? I, I, they sometimes let me off with the odd pound every now and again. 
but oh, what, sweet. what I think, I mean, to be honest, they don't know that it's me that has a uh, malfunctioning shower that keeps on flooding their premises. Oh, okay. As soon as they find that out, <laughs> I'm going to have no battered sausage discounts at all. <laughs> but I am very interested in maybe, you know those old shops in Victorian times where they used to have like, uh, you'd put the money in like a tube and you'd yeah. press a button and it'd go... Yeah, suck and up go, like yeah, in go, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, exactly. that kind of shop, yeah. I want one of them, but like, they could just put food, like, you like know, pickled eggs, pickled eggs, savaloys. <laughs> well, you just, just be sat there like watching the football or something and a savaloy <laughs> suddenly button. pops into the yeah. front room. I would just have my mouth open just on the off chance <laughs> one will pop out the pipe. <laughs> oh, well, you, you train yourself to have to catch them yeah, without using your hands. Yeah. So you could be like toweling yourself off after a shower going, <laughs> protein. Um, you see, the thing, the other reason I wanted to ask you this is because my, my nearest business establishments to my home, <laughs> right, right, right? one is a fancy dress shop and one is a piano tuner. So unless you're Very Sir Elton John, <laughs> it's totally useless. It's totally useless Very to me. Very seasonal. Very yeah, seasonal. I, I don't, you know, I don't really dress up often and I don't have a piano. Come it's on. It's just you. <laughs> okay, sh- come on, Pete, now. We're, we're all telling stories from each other's lives. The second half of that sentence was true. <laughs> um, so what Pete and I would like to know right now is, um, have you in your lives ever lived above or next to something that has either kind of led to maybe ruining a part of your life, like, for example, <laughs> having free chips for maybe two years yes. is going to affect the waistline? Or has it been absolutely legendary? I mean, it's my dream to live above an Indian restaurant. Oh, the smells. Oh, oh. just popping down for a mango last year at 3am. Wouldn't it be amazing? Oh. You could get, like, you could put the poppadoms, they could put them through your letterbox as well, <laughs> like, when you're not there, so it'd just be a little crunchy treat on the doormat when you got home. It'd be so amazing. Dave Berry, right here and now. The Dave Berry Show. On Absolute Radio. It's the Dave Berry Show on Absolute Radio. Hope your Thursday's going swimmingly. I'm here with Ross Noble. Um, the other thing going on in your world, Ross, uh, is the, the TV show's back. Yeah, um, it's called uh, Ross Noble Off-Road. I went up, because uh, I'm, I'm sort of very into motorbikes, right? I love me. We've bikes, noticed, I think. I think yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so there's an event up in Scotland called the Scottish Six Day Trial, which is, do you remember Kickstart? Yeah, where they used yeah. to ride over the obstacles and stuff. Yeah. Well, trials bikes are basically motorcycles without any seat on them. So you stand up and the idea is that you, uh, you just go over obstacles. So the Scottish Six Day Trial is... Um, Strangely, it takes place in Scotland over okay. six days. Uh, tell me, yeah, okay. yeah. Is everyone following this? Are you with me? And um, so what happens is it's 100 miles a day, um, mainly off-road across um, across the heather, across the moors, and there's no real tracks or anything. It's just like bogs and heather and stuff. And it's it's pretty much the most technically difficult motorcycle event in the world. And you've done it and you and, filmed it. And we filmed it and you have to watch to find out if I've done it. Or, I mean, clearly I don't die. But there's... I did it with a friend of mine who's like an expert rider. I should point out for people listening to this, Ross is in a body cast from the... Yeah. <laughs> yes. This is... Uh, this was recorded... You could barely walk through the door sideways <laughs> with his arms out. This was recorded before we did the show. So it's it's just this... Um, so it started off and it was going to be... It was going to be a lot more uh, comedy, but we re- we did things like... this. A little bit of it steered in there where in training for the show, I... Um, I went to a meat locker, deep freeze meat locker. This is quite cold in Scotland. So went into a meat locker and... Uh, like Rocky, you mean? Yeah, but just to get used to the cold. Oh, I, I didn't see, okay. do any exercise no. in there. I just, um, I just held up pictures of Nicola Sturgeon and um, <laughs> and played Scottish music. It's what she would want. <laughs> yeah, who hasn't, who hasn't had a picture of her in a meat locker? We kind of thought... Oh, it'll just be like a load of daftness. And then so we filmed all this daft stuff, like training for it and all the rest of it. And we got up there, and it turned out this event, like, is nobody's doing it for a laugh. It's basically, the way I describe it, it's basically, it's like, it would be like running a marathon, stopping, doing a boxing match, then running another match. It's just this relentless okay. thing. And so we go up there, So the and, and then so me and my mate, we have a bit of a falling out, and then the t- it's like, oh, are we going to do it? And then things start going wrong. And it's basically, you know how, like, reality shows are kind of just made up, like, people, oh, I've had a falling out. Yeah, you want to see okay. two, two men <laughs> stretch their relationship to the absolute breaking point, <laughs> to the point where they almost... There's yeah, so it's you could say that on Dave in December. Yes, yeah, it's it's there's funny bits, but there's also it's you know it's not even if you don't like motorcycles, it's yeah, two blokes basically um, yeah. 
just at, at breaking point. Well, there's obviously so, lots yeah. going on, Ross. Um, before we let you go, um, I'd like you to take part in a feature. Uh, you've already pitched some brilliant ideas here. <laughs> right, this is one okay. I came up with after right, my, okay. my five months gardening leave. Right. It's called Mail Order Bribe. Right. Um, I'm going to hand you a copy of the Argos catalogue. You've got the duration of this song to find me something in there for $24.99 or less that is going to earn you a plug for all of the things you have going on, Ross, right. and your time starts now. Okay. Be still, my child. It's Dave Berry. The Dave Berry Show. On Absolute Radio. OK, time now for Tradesperson to the Stars. Thank you ever so much for getting in touch. If you'd like to feature on next week's show, 8, 12, 15, tell us what your trade is and tell us which celebrity you plied it for. You can also tweet us, of course, at Absolute Radio. And joining us now, we have Dave. Good evening to you, Dave. Good evening, Dave. How are you, my friend? I'm fine, thank you. OK, Pete Donaldson, <laughs> another Dave. Yeah, is this another Dave versus Dave situation? <laughs> I think last week's tradesperson was a Dave as well. It was a Dave, and this is producer Dave. This is Dave so... the Caller. Hi, Dave. <laughs> he says hi back. <laughs> <laughs> um, OK, so, Dave, let's start at the very beginning, shall we? What's your trade? Kitchen fitter. Kitchen fitter. And tell us, which star have you done that for? Biggins. Christopher Biggins. Christopher Biggins. I believe he's been to Deed Pole and he is now just Biggins. 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 Brad Biggins. That's what he told me to call him, Biggins. Honestly, he said that to you when he got to his house. Yeah, he said, just call me Biggins. Okay. (laughs) What's what's he going to write on the cheque at the end? (laughs) Um, Well, at least you're giving him his best wishes. That's the main thing. Mm. Um, So he was clearly there uh, whilst you were fitting his kitchen. Um, What was he like? How did you get along? Absolutely brilliant. Lovely guy. OK, uh, so what was he like? What did you guys talk about? Um, well, after most of the time, it was about the kitchen, but uh, he, was, he was up on his journeys and he was telling me a few things about people he knows and obviously... Uh, there's a few stories to be told. OK, ones you're not <laughs> willing to repeat here on air, I can <laughs> tell. Very coquettish. <laughs> um, so he was kind of name-dropping while she were putting the worktops on. I love that. I, li- I like the, <laughs> the scene setting. Um, but here's a big question for you, Dave. Here we go. Pete and I would love to know. I don't like this. <laughs> as everybody else would love to know. <laughs> Did Biggins, aside from all the name-dropping... And the call me Biggins day. <laughs> Did he offer to make you a cup of tea? Yes. Oh! to us all. Biggest, put the kettle on, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you, Dave, and thank you very much, Dave, for leaving such a perfectly timed dramatic pause during that. <laughs> it was a gift Say, who to wants the to be show. a millionaire? <laughs> and, and he, also, he also left me a, a bottle of champagne. Did he? Yeah, and a signed autobiography as well. Fantastic. Biggins, everybody. Come on. We're loving that. You know what, Dave? We can't quite do the bottle of champagne (laughs) and Pete's autobiography's not out till next year. (laughs) (laughs) But we're going to give you a Roberts Digital Radio for being such a great guest. Thank you for being our tradesperson to the stars. Give it up for Dave, everybody. There he is. Good times. Dave Berry, taking care of business. Absolute Radio. It's the Dave Berry Show on Absolute Radio. Ross Noble is here, taking part in Mail Order Bribe. So, Ross, you got the Argos catalogue. You did yeah. just say before we came back on air that you recently bought what you're about to pitch to me for a close friend. Yes, I did, yeah. So I'm so, on the inner circle. So, yeah, yeah, so what I did was, instead, I know most people probably just flick through, just going, oh, what can I, uh, what can I get him? What's in here? And uh, But no, I knew exactly... In straight away, right? On the inner circle. Now, now, strictly speaking, I bought this for my my mate's uh, child. But <laughs> okay, hello. I think this could be right up your <laughs> Sesame Straza, <laughs> right? So this is uh, page uh, fourteen ten. Okay. So I'm right. It's uh, where is it? It's number three, right? And it's the Chad Valley. Some people listening now will know this as an as an aqua doodle. Are you familiar with an aqua doodle? No. Right. Oh well. Welcome to. I'm just about to change your world forever. Right. 
But, but Chad Valley are calling it an aqua drawing mat. Okay. Right? Mess free, creative fun. Simply fill the pen with water and scribble on the mat. Once it is dried, you can do it all over again. Oh, I love it. Ages three and over, ten ninety nine. Oh, and there's change. Right? And but this is the best. That, well, if you want, there's actually enough money to uh, also buy the uh, Chad Valley five in one tower challenge game. <laughs> so if you want double whammy, if you want, if you want the tower challenge. You're the first guest to go double whammy. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, Ross, it's been great seeing you. Um, Continued success with Young Frankenstein. The TV show is going to be a must-watch on Dave next month and the tour is coming next year. It's always great to see you. I see you a lot. I will see you in my dreams. I'll see you in two hours. It's Ross Noble, ladies and gentlemen. Yay! The grandchild of Mary and Chuck. It's Dave Berry. As you probably worked out for yourselves, Matt Dyson is back in the house. He is indeed. After Pete Donaldson did such fine work yesterday, uh, it is good to see you. Uh, But you come back a changed man. Yes. Something has happened that is going to alter the course of your life Mm -hmm. forever. Yeah. Well, certainly certainly for the next 10, 15 years, years, I reckon. So, yeah, my daughter is six years old today. We had that party. Happy birthday, Bess. So she's six. But last night I was taking her to the chippy for a little treat uh, for tea. Uh, Some sausage and chips. I had mushy peas. She didn't didn't have mushy peas, but I I had them. You're not on a deal with the chip shop here, are you? I don't (laughs) know where this is going. I just want to say hello to the fryer tuck. No, and as we were walking there, we were talking about her Christmas carol concert coming up, and I was reminiscing about her first nativity that she did a couple of years ago and I was singing a song from it in the street and she suddenly stopped and looked at me and this is the first time she's ever said such a thing she said uh, can you stop singing out loud because there's people around and you're making me feel embarrassed she's never said that she'd been embarrassed by me ever before and now she's reached the age of six she is embarrassed I thought I thought this didn't happen until they were about 13 or something well I mean it'd be interesting for all of the parents who are slightly further down the line out there to get in touch 8, 12, 15 or tweet at Absolute Radio this seems a little early to me as well it seems early to be an embarrassing dad <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to have to run with it I'm going to continue to embarrass her until she becomes an adult wear it as a badge of honour that's what I say to. The last time we did something together, what was the last thing that we did together work-wise? It might have been us DJing in an agricultural college. But yeah. the, weren't the it was not the Wurzels, were they called the Wurzels? The Wurzels, it was one of those kind of oh, like... Oh, you've got a brand new yeah, car. They were there as well. Agricultural interest bands, there's only two oh, or three. They were drunk, really? weren't they, in the they, green room? They were drunk, we were drunk, we were having a lovely time at the agricultural <laughs> college. Oh, I love you, Pete. <laughs> Sorry, mate, I zoned out a bit there, I was just... <laughs> Uh, yeah, so right. get in touch. Eight, twelve, fifteen, at Absolute Radio. Let's um, whatever it is I was just saying about um, oh Matt. You're listening to the hip and fresh sounds of the Dave Berry Show on Absolute Radio. We're right now. Well, we're helping Matt Dyson out of a little bit of a predicament because his daughter Bess has basically said, "Dad, you're an embarrassment." Yeah. And she said this basically before the age of six, which yeah. Matt thinks is a little too early mm-hmm. to be that guy. You knew this was coming, of course. Yeah, you're not I, ignorant I to the idea of it. Almost looking forward to. It. I'm going to relish uh, the opportunities <laughs> to embarrass her for the next 10, 15 years of her life. You know, I'll go for it. I haven't. She hasn't seen anything yet. If she thinks that was embarrassing, me singing in the street, you know, she got. Can you not trash talk your daughter WWE <laughs> style on her birthday on your radio yeah, show, please? Yes, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just just an FYI. I'm no parent, but just chuck it out there. Um, so you have come to the rescue as always. Thank you for doing so. Eight twelve fifteen at Absolute Radio. Afternoon, boys. My son Jude, who is not six until New Year's Eve. Uh, well, I was singing the other day, and he told me to stop because I needed to rest my voice. Oh, nice. From Nigenesic. So at least he's caring. You know, that's one thing. You can use your child embarrassment to your advantage, Matt, i.e. eat your greens, or I will sing in the street, slash hold your hand, slash call uh, you bunny in front of yeah. all of your friends. It Good works idea. wonders, says Sid Moore. Good Thanks, idea. Sid. Threat, my... threat of embarrassment. Well, yeah. exactly, yeah. and that leads us nicely on to Flynn, uh, who texts us saying, my mum threatened to come to the park in her bra if I didn't go in once. <laughs> I carried on playing, then there she was, my mum in a bra. She actually did it. I was 13 years wow. of age and it was the worst day ever. Fair play. Fair play to her. <laughs> 
It's going to some lengths, isn't it? <laughs> um, the therapy has cost a fortune, hasn't it, Flynn? Um, hi, Dave. Uh, embarrassed my dad. Oh, so we're flip reversing it here. Hi, Dave and Matt. I embarrassed my dad by pulling his pants down in front of all of his friends and family. I was only six at the time, says so a proud Alan. Wow. Cheeky. There's one here that hasn't got a name on it, but it's from it's from a woman who says, not only am I the husband... Uh, sorry, not only does my husband scrub his feet with shower gel and then flush them in the toilet. He, we spoke about him last week. We did, yeah. With his uh, foot hygiene Course. text. <laughs> not only was that embarrassing, but he also really embarrasses his son. And the one time at the school Christmas play, uh, the chair collapsed underneath him while the new head teacher was doing the speech and their son was six at the time and has never lived that one down. Thank you. A slight pause and Dave Berry on Absolute Radio. Where right now, well, after a gentleman called Tom uh, checked into his Airbnb to find that the host had printed off a picture of him and then taken the time to frame it and put it next to his bed, we're asking what's the weirdest thing you found in a hotel room or Airbnb. Thank you very much indeed for getting in touch. Dave and Matt, we stayed at an Airbnb in Bristol. It was a two-bedroom house that had been converted into a five-bed. We slept on beds made from industrial pallets and the house was very creepy indeed. Let me tell you, there were dolls on the walls with long hanging vines and it was really dark the beds were surprisingly comfy though wow I suppose the palette is like a, it's like a futon isn't it oh, in the end I suppose, suppose yeah I mean, it's very industrial it's quite hipster in a way yeah, it? It is, yeah. <laughs> there's a bar around the corner like that it's <laughs> £25 for a pint of beer uh, I recently stayed in a pub and found <laughs> in the drawer next to the bed the Gideon's Bible obviously and two pork pies oh <laughs> that one's from Steve Dave and Matt that. just got back from a work trip to Kuwait. Uh, two Welsh boys is what we are, and to make us feel at home, our host made sure there were some blow-up sheep in the rooms. <laughs> I would like to thank our clients for making it a home from home. Oh, nice. And uh, Christy in Staffordshire says, Hi, Dave and Matt. I found a gas mask in the wardrobe of a hotel in China recently. Very strange. <laughs> and unsettling. Um, so we can add weird things you found in your hotel rooms to dishwasher stacking, feet washing rituals, Netflix etiquette and the thing to Y50 to stuff that we've discussed in recent times between the hours of 4 and 4.50. Marvellous. The grandchild of Mary and Chuck. It's Dave Berry. And last night, well, this was on the telly. Yes, The Apprentice was on once again, which means today we do yet another edition of The Apprentice Awards. Before we get to the two awards we have for you, though, let's talk a bit about the show so far. Now, I have said in the past that whilst I believe these people are just trying to get ahead in life, you know, there's a good, there's a good opportunity for them here, and that should be saluted. I also think it's the worst group of apprentice we've ever seen. Yes, I suppose it could well be, yeah. The infighting is uh, reaching new levels, certainly. But Lord Sugar clearly has no faith in any of them. Uh, yeah, I can't see him going into business with many of them, to be fair. It's just whilst I'm not the kind of a billionaire businessman, you know, and former owner of Amstrad, yeah. I'm looking at those six people and I'm thinking... None of you want my money. None of you can have my money. <laughs> no, no. So we've got, I mean, there's Harrison left. There's the uh, baby-faced version of American Psycho. He's left. <laughs> Jay, Joanna, Michaela, and, of course, Elizabeth. Oh, yeah. And one of the things that struck me about yesterday was that Elizabeth has been, which I don't I don't like, I'm not a fan of this, but Elizabeth has been given, like, her own theme tune. Every time <laughs> the camera cuts to her, they, take, they go away from this, this music with gravitas. And they kind of cut to the theme tune from Steptoe and Son. <laughs> which I'm sure he's not filling her with confidence. No, that's not fair. Watching Unfair back. editing, which the show's been accused of in the past. But she's quickly becoming people's favourite of The Apprentice. Well, yeah, she's almost gone the other way now. Yeah, she started off being incredibly annoying. Her demeanour is quite irritating. But now she's she sort of seems to do what she says she can do. Uh, so maybe she could win. Um, the other thing as well, which I, I haven't seen before, and correct me if I'm wrong, but on last night's episode, which I think must compound everybody's misery that none of these are up to the job, is that Claude, mm. the Iceman, yeah. just started laughing at them. Yeah. At one point, he just cut away to Claude and he was just looking <laughs> at the six apprentices running around going, <laughs> <laughs> which well, isn't good, is it? They're a joke in Claude's eyes. Um, so our first award this evening is for the most reassuring thing a restaurant can say to you, and it goes to Joanna. 
this first dish that we've got doesn't necessarily um, have pea in it. Oh, <laughs> the relief. I hadn't come here for that. Yeah, but she was dressed as a pea, despite there being no pea in the recipe. Oh, she was dressed yeah. as the vegetable, yeah, the pea. Yeah. Oh, I thought they meant, I thought it was like a new pop-up they were trying. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't, I didn't want any of that. Um, yes, people at that point were just looking around at each other, weren't they? Confused yeah. as to what on earth was going on. Our second and final award this evening is the Tumbleweed Moment. We do this every week. Previously, the undisputed champion was Lord Sugar himself, yeah. but he's had his crown taken away by Bushra for this. We would have loved to have had Captain Gourmet himself here today, but unfortunately, Donald Trump called him over. I think she sort of uh, was sort of freestyling that gag. <laughs> they haven't planned it, and I'm not really sure how it works. I'm not even sure if it's a joke of any description. But um, it's a bit rich sugar having a go at them in the boardroom about those jokes. Yeah, well, it's exactly. Like, yeah. Exactly right. You've got, we've, I mean, we've got so much footage and evidence of yeah. your tumbleweed moments, Lord yeah, Sugar. Yeah, I know. And he's, it's a bit rich coming from him with his team of writers that have let him down throughout this series. I think that's why he fired her. Maybe she borrowed one of his writers. Yeah. That's just what happened. Yeah. Uh, the Apprentice Awards will return next week. Sit back. Dave Berry is here. The Dave Berry Show. On Absolute Radio. Matt, the Dice Man Dyson, cometh. So basically, we're sorting out the dilemmas in your life. Thank you to everybody who has texted in. We're going to get through as many as we can. Um, Matt, are you ready to do this? Are you ready to take control of people's lives through your dice? I have my red dice and my blue dice ready to go. Here they are. He is the tosser of destiny. Um, okay, so Not here sure we go. About that title. Maybe we should work on that title going yeah. forward. But, uh, yeah. um, what about the biggest tosser in history? <laughs> that's worse. Oh, that's, that's worse. worse. Yeah. Okay, I'll work on a catch. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll get there. We'll get there again. Okay. Um, so. Dice Man, first book club meeting this evening. And yes, before you ask, I have read the books. Or Night In With Wine. And that's from oh. B. Thank you, B. So basically, if the di- when the Dice Man tosses, if we have odds, it's option one. You're going to be going to the book club meeting. If it's evens, so that's option two. You have got a Night In With The Wine. Here Take it go. away, Dice Man. Here we go. We have a five and a one, a six. It's evens. It's evens. I'm so pleased to say that yeah. you have got a night in with some wine, <laughs> B. Yes. Do the book club next week. OK, here we go. Evening, guys. Should I brave the loft and get the Christmas decorations down ready for the weekend, or should I just couch potato, stick on a good film and have a beer? Ooh. Please note the missus is on my case. That's from Rich in Coventry. Ooh, tough one. So basically, odds, you're going up into the loft, Rich. Evens, you're on the sofa. Here we go. Go, Dice Man. Oh, one's taking a while to settle here. Oh, I like it. It's spinning around. Looks like Ocean's Eleven here, isn't it? It won't stop. (laughs) Come on. I didn't foresee this happening. We've got a two and we've got a six. That's eight. It's Evens. Yeah. Oh, oh, get up the loft, Rich. Get up into the loft. Oh, no, hang on. No, no, no. No, no, stay on the the sofa. Come back down. Get get down. Put the ladder away. Fold it back up using a little stick thing. Put it under the little invisible door in the ceiling and go down to the sofa. My mistake. This is is my first time as a croupier, so it's taken me a while to get into it. Okay, here we go. Dice man, should I have a poop in the downstairs? Oh, hang on. Let me read this before we go live. (laughs) Okay, Um, dice man, should I have a poop in the downstairs loo with the potential of being interrupted or upstairs? Where it's cold. Oh, tough one. Go on, Dice Man. Here we go. We've got a three and a one. That's four. It's evens. So you are going upstairs into the cold. Enjoy? I don't know. How do you sign off? At least you'll have your privacy. (laughs) There you go. So that's good. And we're finishing up now uh, with Jeremy from Watford. Good evening to you, Jeremy. Thanks for getting in touch. It's a simple one just says kebab or pizza Mr Dyson so if we've got odds you're having a kebab evens you're having a pizza here we go We've got a three and a one. It's a four again. It's evens. It's pizza night in the Jeremy from Watford household this evening. Thank you very much indeed, Matt the Dice Man Dyson. You've helped. To, thanks to you, someone's missing out on book club. Someone else is staying on the sofa instead of going in the loft. Someone else is pooing in the cold. <laughs> and another person's having a pizza. <laughs> we'll definitely be doing this again next week. <laughs>